Welcome to the Dilo Dispatch, the podcast that covers ARC Survival Evolved news and ARC ventures and also any ARC 2 news that comes my way. Today's date is August 2nd, 2022, and you are listening to Episode 3. I am your host, Tarena, and I welcome you to take a break from the taming the building and the running for your life to join me as I bring you up to speed about what's been going down on the ARC. You can join in the discussion by contacting the show on Twitter at Dilo Dispatch. You can email the show at thedilodispatch at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Harena. And you can grab the show notes and all the show info and everything that has to do with the show. And even a place to leave a voice message at the Dilo Dispatch. It's, it's dilodispatch.com or dilodispatch.wordpress.com. Either way, both links will take you there. All right, let's dive into the ARC news. And now for your ARC news. They ended up extending the EVO event until 1 p.m. Pacific on August 1st. And so if you were, you know, thought you were seeing things and you're like, whoa, or you felt like you were getting away with something, you're like, hmm, I thought this was supposed to be over with, you were not wrong. They extended it for everybody. And then they fixed a crash and posted about that too on July 29th, 2022. And if you did not know, Steam is running a survival sale until August 8th, 2022. So you can buy Ark Survival Evolve right now as a special promotion for $9.89 and you can also get the ARC Ultimate Survivor Edition bundle. Bundle um, all of the nine items in the bundle you can get for $39.91 instead of $89.95 and then for ARC Genesis Season Pass you can grab it right now for $19.49 and because everybody is still wondering with ARC 2's announcement and though it's it was supposed to come out this year it's actually going to be it's scheduled to come out sometime next year people are still wondering what that means for arc one are they going to just drop it dead in its tracks are they going to continue with some semblance of normal you know gameplay normal events stuff like that like what's going on i know in our last episode we covered um where everybody's just kind of like finding the breadcrumbs wherever they lay them if they're in a community crunch or if they're on social media if they're in an interview you know we're just picking up any little piece of intel we can get and we're just dissecting it so thankfully scarlet raven 23 went to twitter and asked at complex minded was summer bash the last event arc one has i've been told it was but heard from you that christmas would be our last so i wanted to verify for my own sanity and then Cedric at Complex Minded replied, No, there are upcoming events planned when I can absolutely confirm which ones I will. But there are definitely more events planned, and in parentheses, more than one. Plans are subject to change, of course. So there you go. There's a little bit of more nuggets. Thankfully, Cedric was like, you know, for Scarlet Raven's peace of mind, you know, let her know that no, it's not the end all because that, that brings some sadness. You know what I mean? Um, 
even though I had stepped away and I had come back and I spent so much time in game and, you know, you get burnt out and you have to take a break and I had a lot of life changes going on. So it's been fun getting reacclimated back into the ARC world, into the ARC community and figuring out like what has changed in my absence. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool is a lot of the same faces are the same faces in the community um, with uh, um, wildcard employees and so on. So that's nice that they're still engaging with the citizens of the Ark. And also there was some extended evil confusion that came off from Twitter too because uh, Cedric, Complex Minded, had tweeted out because he celebrated a birthday this last couple days ago. And uh, tweeted out, yo, it's my birthday today. And I told Wildcard the only thing I wanted was an Evo event for the community. And in parentheses, seriously, you're welcome. And then, and then it says incoming only, in the parentheses, only three days? Why not a week? Then he had to clarify because he wanted a week. But, you know, they gave him three days. So, um... <laughs> people thought that meant like this upcoming, like this whole week. Like we would just piggyback on this Evo event that was going on over the weekend and we would just add on that birthday week right there, you know, for Cedric. And then um, he had to re-clarify on August 1st, yo, that birthday Evo was this past weekend, not the upcoming one. And they said, receipts attached. Look at the dates. I was on it early because he had messaged Dolly on May 13th, 2022 and said in all caps, I demand an Evo that weekend for my birthday, Ark Gods. And then Dolly said, hee hee. So um, they, they made it a thing. So this past weekend was part of his birthday gift to the community was that Evo event and then the extension of it from what I understand. So because there was a lot of confusion. People were like, wait a minute, is it coming up? Has it already happened? Like what's going on? So he had to go and clarify it. And it, and it leaked all the way into the game too because there were people going, hey I saw in global chat it was your birthday and we were supposed to be having an extended Evo event for your birthday and I'm not getting it you know so it was interesting so he had to come back and be like okay wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute it's not that's not that so and also Ark Survival of the Fittest turned seven years old so if you're familiar with that hunger Hunger Games style version of Ark that they really dropped the ball on, in my opinion. They had a little golden nugget there because so many other games like PUBG and, um, you know, obviously Fortnite and stuff were out and hot on the scene. And Survival, um, Ark Survival of the Fittest was just had its own flavor and, and it was, it would have been perfect to continue, but they did not keep it on and they dropped that ball. So that has been seven years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So much time has gone by. Now we're moving into global chat. Let's see what everybody is talking about. All right, now we're in global chat, and this is coming from survivethearc.com, posted by Kriggin, Kriggin, and they posted, I just started playing Ark again, played some in early access. I got a decent start, a couple birds, a few gatherer dinos, but only one fighter, a T-Rex tamed at 145. I go down to get some water before logging off, and as soon as I hop off my bird, 
and see this message. Pegomastic stooled empty cryopod. I get back up on the bird and I chase and kill the pego, but he no longer has the empty cryopod. I then look at my hotbar and my T-Rex is also gone. So not actually an empty cryo. I did some research since I was unfamiliar with this dino, and it turns out that putting junk on the last spot of a hotbar is your best defense. So now I have to waste a spot on my hotbar to keep from losing my best stuff. I assume he can't rob me if I'm mounted? Just an awful game mechanic. If we must have this dino, he should return the item I've killed and maybe not have access to everything I have. Losing a stack of element is bad enough. I don't need to lose dinos. I know it is a hardcore game, but this just feels cheap and not skill-based. If anyone has a better counter than keeping mijo berries at the end of my hotbar, advice would be greatly appreciated. I totally agree. I think it's bunk. I don't agree that... Pegomastics shouldn't be doing what they're doing. I don't agree with the fact that when you kill them, that they don't always have your stuff. I don't like that. I think that if you're going to have that as part of a mechanic, then the, the cause and effect should go both ways. If we have to be mindful and keep mijo berries or something janky at the end of our, our hot bar, if we kill that little bugger and, you know, we should get our stuff back. Because... What did he do? Eat eat the cryopod with the T-Rex in it? Give me a break. <laughs> it's a tiny pegomastic. So I just feel like the cause and effect should go both ways. If, if we kill it, we should get it back. If it runs off and hides in the bushes and we never find it, then it's gone. But, you know, if we have to suffer with the consequences of our unknowing, like not being aware of our, our um, environment then we're suffering, but we shouldn't have to double suffer. You know what I mean? We should at least have that that uh, chance to get it back. So that is strange. <laughs> poor poor Kriggan. But the community replied with, let's go. Joe Blow says, lols, everyone hates pegos. That is about the only way to deal with them. Give up your trash or give up your good stuff. So Grumpy Bear says, too bad you didn't have the Rex out of the pod ready to attack anything that ran up on you. I think that's an effective counter to having to having to put Mijos in your last slot. Kriggan um, replied to Grumpy Bear saying, yeah, then it would have actually gotten an empty cryopod and died right after to the Rex. I was very careful and I scouted that area before landing and it hit me almost the instant I jumped off. So it either just spawned or it was hiding in bushes. The reason I don't throw out the Rex all the time is fear of an Alpha Rex or Giga showing up. If my Rex is not out, I can just hop off the bird and fly away. The biggest problem is that I did not know about the Stino and I had to learn the hard way. And Grumpy Bear's reply is, if it's any consolation, just about every ARC player learned the hard way with this animal. There's another one too, a bird. It will steal your food, kill you if you have nothing on you. It can disarm you though. Most of us, when we first experience this, don't know this and think our best sword just disappeared. And that is so true. I remember thinking that. I remember being like, what the heck? I know I had this on my hotbar. I know I had this on my hotbar. Because I, I'm very methodical and like, 
how I place stuff because obviously you have muscle memory. You don't want to be switching up everything. So I always have like my pick in the first slot, my axe in the second slot, my spear in the third slot, my bow is in the fourth slot, my sickle is in the fifth slot, and then the rest of the slots are either like building stuff if I'm working on a project or food. I normally carry food is in my very last slot. So if I'm not going to eat it, another something that steals it from me is going to get it. So, but I always stick that there. But yeah, those darn birds, <laughs> they have definitely fooled me when I first started, when they first were entered, because I was on the ark before they were, I'll tell you that. So um, they said, they said, it should be on the floor somewhere waiting for you to pick it up. I agree. That bird can't eat a sword. Give me a break. <laughs> so, and then when you kill it, it doesn't give your stuff back. At least I didn't. I didn't get my stuff back from the stupid bird. All right. So, S-J-S-K-D-J-K-F-A. Just somebody went blah, 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 on their keyboard. That's their name. A lot of ARC is gaining experience to know what threats are bigger and what can kill what. For example, gigas are very rare and easy to spot. I used to be terrified they'd swoop down on me and kill my stuff. But I don't know. Maybe I'm getting lax. And that is going to happen when I least expect it. But having gone on several giga hunts with my super mutated rexes and having had some gigas aggro on my base just sort of give up and run away, they are far less scary. Also... Also, kill some alpha rexes and get over your fears. If you're on official PvE, I'm sure someone can help you get a newer, better rex. P.S. I hate thief birds and pego as well. And piping hot flack said, or just piping hot, and their level on the forums is flack. I read it all as one name because that's what I do. Uh, they said, we all feel your pain. Everyone has lost something important to a pego or an icky thorn. <laughs> Ick. Ichthyornis. I always want to call them Ichthyornis, but that's Ichthyornis. They're both here to stay. You have to get used to them. We all know how painful this was to learn this way. Well, when you put it there, put it that way, um, they, what was that? Boop, boop, boop. Oh, they said, and then they replied to another one of um, the replies. They said, well, when you put it that way, there's not a whole lot of game that's truly skill-based. They were replying to what the original poster had said where they're like I know it's a hardcore game but it just feels like a cheap and not skill based so then um, Piping Hot's reply to that was well when you put it that way there's not a whole lot of game that's truly skill based once you learn how to do a few basic easy things like kiting things and making taming traps then most of the game is yours for the taking and what a Pegomastix and Ichthyornis really do is make sure that even advanced players have to pay attention to their surroundings. It's far too easy to get jaded and stop paying attention once you have a powerful mount. But having these on the map and a few others like the Microraptora and the Thylacolio is it is intended to give people reasons to pay attention much more of the time. And I totally agree with that because I definitely... I'm part of the group of the people who don't think it's a great idea for players to be at the top of the food chain and that doesn't necessarily always mean that we that we aren't affected by being eaten by another dinosaur but but 
maybe being stolen, you know, having something steal something very valuable from us can keep us humble. I'm all about that. So, you know, I totally agree with Piping Hot's take. It's it's definitely no matter how big and bad you are, a Pegomastix can still wreck your day and a Nicthiornis can still wreck your day. So I love that humble pie aspect to Ark. So as much as it can be incredibly annoying, I, if you are a type of person that once is enough, you know, now that, now that they've lost their wrecks in that cryopod, I bet they're going to be sticking some mijo berries at the end of their hot bar or something else. Maybe some cooked fish, maybe a foundation. I don't know. Something they don't want, but you got to put something up there, you know? So moving on. Right for our second global chat post, we are going to the ARC Reddit where AdSad587 posted, anyone ever done a convoy for long distance traveling? Was it chaos? What should I watch out for? And they just put in parentheses that they're playing on the lost island. So Mr. Juicy Melon said, bro, make sure they are on passive, except for the ones you want to defend, your brownos, so your T-Rex, or they will all run off and attack a compy or something. <laughs> that is really good advice. And Pretend Opportunity 6 said, even if they are on neutral, make sure they follow. If you are on console, make sure to check the dinos every so often. Because if they get out of render, even if on follow, they won't follow. And if they are on PC, you have no worries. And then Glittering Airport said, I did this on RAG before I knew my way around the map, and I accidentally ran into a Giga. I made it, few casualties, but made it, but ended up walking into the Wyvern Den and losing everything. <laughs> so I'd suggest scouting with a small fast mount first to find the place you want to move and to make sure the path is safe enough. And that's always a good thing. Like if you have like a raptor or something that you have put a speed in or like maybe a frog where you can just do like a couple big leaps forward and see if there's anything sketchy or maybe just a real quick hop on a, on a pterodon to just get a quick look, you know, that's, that's always a good thing. But like they said, you're going to have those little dinos hiding in the in the bushes. So you don't want your whole pack getting turned into a big gaggle over one compy. So definitely some things to consider. Pokemon 6 said never tried it. Oh, never tried on Velgaro. Too many cliffs. And then me and them said, don't just let them all follow you. Make a chain where every dino follows the one dino right in front of it. And set the following distance to minimal. This way the dinos won't glitch into each other and into surroundings. And that's always a good thing too. It might seem tedious to get on each dino and start at like the back of the chain and, and have it following the dinosaur in front. But it's worth it in the long run because you don't want a herd of dinos following after you when your whole intent is to make a nice, peaceful caravan and a little dino chain across the, the countryside. And it could, it could go awry. The littlest of things 
can definitely throw this off. So that's a good, that's a good idea. Maybe have some defense dinos, you know, following you on like attack my target or something like that. But other than that, it's gonna definitely, I think your best combat is scoping out ahead by far. All right, our global chat number three is off from ARC Reddit, posted by Skippy Dingle. And they said, my 160 Giga and my 157 Rock Elemental just got smoked by a level 12 Wild Giga. I am shocked and appalled. They said, rant. <laughs> so there I was at my base feeling really confident after taming the highest level Giga on my server and a really good rock elemental. So I decided to try and kill a wild Giga as like a test of strength. Well, that was actually a horrible idea. <laughs> it turns out, I mean, I already knew that wild Gigas were stronger than tame ones, but it was over 140 levels above it. So I just assumed that that gap would have been good enough. I even brought my rock golem along with me as well, just to make sure everything went smoothly. But I grossly overestimated my tame's ability and am currently flying back to base with my tail tucked between my legs. So Iridian Ringem replied, Tamed gigas suck really, really bad. Tamed bred, I'm trying to read because there's lots of typos. Tamed breed them imprinted giga is what you actually use. So a tamed bred imprinted giga is what Iridan is recommending. Mellow Reflex said the Gigantosaurus is the apex land predator in the game. It's crazy how powerful they are. We killed Gigas fairly often on Val 1160. Needed the hearts for alpha fights. They were never that bad, though. A Golem was a bad choice to bring, though. The bite on a Giga bypasses their extra armor. Then the bleed will kill you. Rexes have all that extra health, but they still get chewed up fairly quick. I suspect this from this story that you aren't playing on an official server. Maybe the damage for wild tames is higher than normal. And then Hat Rabies replies, that's a hilarious name. If they were using just a tamed Giga and not a bred and imprinted one, then this story completely is completely plausible on official. Some people just get cocky. And then the last reply is from Akorios. All wild gigas have around 80k health and a bleed. If you want to take them down with your own giga, it should be bred and printed and have its melee leveled. A decent saddle would be good too. Tamed gigas suck against wild ones, but you'd be surprised how good imprinted ones are against them. So the general consensus is get a giga and then breed gigas and then imprint them and then battle with those. Do not just battle with your tamed giga. And now our next one is coming up. All right, I thought this was a fun post off from the ARC Reddit. What is your one must-have dino? 
And Elegant Ray said the Lystrosaurus for patting after I've just lost all my gear. And then OK1 said the Maywing, most versatile and useful tame for any map. Plus, they can get up to over 1k weight on an official server, and having 2k stam, they can swim really well. Plus, they can get across the entire map in seconds. And then Dutch Ranga said, Theory, would thatch fiber as well as a beast of a killer. And that's where I sign up. The, um, the Therazinosaurus. My favorite one, I, it definitely my first thought was um, the bear is always really awesome. I remember having a blast on like that locomotion building of a, of the speed where it starts out really slow, which kind of is annoying because if you're being chased, you know, your bear's like, and then finally, but once it hits like max speed, that thing is flying. But the Therizinosaurus is definitely the one that I think I like because I always felt like such a tough person like because it has those long nails many people call it the tickle chickens uncle touchy and i always called it the edward scissor hands <laughs> because and though they don't mess around man they just swipe and kill so i definitely love them but i'd have to definitely put more thought into what is my all time but that was the two that came to my mind the first so i definitely agree with dutch ranga ad friendly 664 said the desmodus being able to fly in caves is a blessing and then just one more puff says if you have an rg then you can use it to tame build explore and hunt it really is the most versatile tame it's not the best at any of those things, but it is infinitely better than being on foot. And then True Organic says, The Terra. Once you get off the ground, you're kind of invincible. And then Ampress Babo 8 said, The Horse. I use it to tame an army wherever I go. That's, that's pretty good. That's a good point. And then Purple Tushy said, Maywing is stupid broken. It glides fast, it swims fast, it has no oxygen meter, its bites deal torpor, its eight teats feed babies, its saddle can carry two of them. I prefer an RG myself, but I cannot stress the Maywing's versatility enough. I, I have yet to be um, acquainted with a Maywing, but it does sound pretty pretty OP. Sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> so I'll be looking forward to that. Now moving on to Arc Adventure. All right, now it's time for my Arc Adventure. On a game, I was immediately reminded that Steam is not Arc's friend. I had fired up my Arc server rental through Nitrado. I immediately get Mod Mismatch. Make sure the server you are trying to join has been updated. I was like, um, I run the server, okay? And I checked and everything is up to date. And then I remembered that if the server is up to date, maybe you're not up to date. So I looked and there were no downloads waiting because I have auto updates turned on in my Steam client. And then I had to unsubscribe from all my mods and then resubscribe and ta-da, it let me in. No problem. Then the next day... I kept getting kicked from Battle Eye, and then when I would get in, I would have no sound. Like, no sound. An arc. Nothing. Try playing an arc without being able to hear anything at all. 
at all. So I played for a night like that because I was like, whatever. Once battle the battle eye let me in, I was like, I'm not getting out. I'm staying right here. I'm staying. So I played a night with no sound. So then the next day, I'm like, I'm not doing it again. Okay. So then I had to go into my Steam app, re-verify my ARC game files. And you can do this if you're a PC person and you're playing on Steam. I don't know about the other platforms because I don't play on them. So my apologies. And if you want to send that tip in, go for it. I will share it. But I had to go into my Steam app and re-verify my ARC game files by right-clicking my on ARC in my library and then going down to properties option, then going to the local files and then verifying the integrity of my game files. And it worked that day. And then the problem came back. So I took BattleEye off my server the next day. I said, you know what? No. After all this drama, I remember the headaches of running mods on official. But I love them and I love ARC too much to go without <laughs> So, so far I added some mostly RP mods with just a few quality of life additions, like an egg and poop collector and a meat spoiler. The tricky part about ARC and gaming in general, in my opinion, is finding that perfect healthy balance for your lifestyle. As humans and gamers, we all reside in different stages of our life, and each one of those stages have different levels of responsibilities. So for me, time is very valuable. I like to balance my servers where I'm not wasting my time crawling around on my virtual belly collecting poop and eggs. I like to build and create and tame. I like a challenge, so I avoid I have, so I avoid settings and mods that make me like a god, but I do like to add mods that save me from having to waste my valuable time doing tedious little annoying bend down, pick up, e, 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 it's just annoying. I get, I get over it. I'm like, oh, this is not fun. This is not part of the game that I enjoy. So I will add mods to make the parts of the game that I don't enjoy better. So then I can enjoy most of my game. So in game, I landed on my private Fjordor server, a cold viking chick in my underwear, and I immediately started running around to find some fiber in the nearby bushes. I knew I would have to get some clothes, and a fire started as very fast because my health was going to continue to decline. I found that what I thought was a very nice flat rock surface where I could start to build a hut. I got eight thatch slabs down and I was on my way down to the coast to get a drink from the ocean when an ichthyornis swooped down and stole my food. My health was continuing to decline. I was hungry, I was thirsty, and I was going to have to toss that dodo and I was going to toss that dodo meat on the fire, but now I don't have any food. I got to get a drink because I was down there before I got attacked. And, you know, I was hanging on my very last limb, literally, because the evil flying feather turd came back for seconds. And since I didn't have anything else valuable, it broke one of my bones. I tried to limp back to my hut for shelter beneath its foundation. I got down a prone position and I was trying to climb under and I got wedged under there and that little jack wagon flew down. <laughs> and killed me. One boom killed me, right? So I spawned back. I'm not too far from where I got murdered. I saw my little glowing beam going, here, come and get your dead body. Come and get your dead body. I was like, woo, I'm not that far from it. So I run back, run back, run back, get my dead body. I'm feeling good. And then all of a sudden, a freaking raptor must have smelled the newness on my, on my bean and came and finished me off. <laughs> <laughs> the minute I 
the minute I spawned, I got murdered again. And then I thought, you know what? This stupid rock face and these eight thatch foundations are cursed. I'm not living here anymore. I spawned in an entirely different coastline. I was not going to make, I'm not, I was not, I was not going to try to find my way back to that cursed land. So I decided, you know what? I am just going to hang out here on this new coast and start this fresh right here as the skies were free from demonic sky thieves. I didn't see any raptors around to jack me up when I wasn't expecting it. So that, my fellow adventurers, is definitely a selling point for me. So next episode, I'll let you know how far I am in my Viking life. What's in a name? What's in a name? All right, got 10 dinosaur names for you. So you don't got to name them like Joe or Bob or Wanda. Wanda's my go-to name. I don't know what yours is, but mine is Wanda. I've had so many dodos named Wanda. And I love to name my trikes Bertha. Do you like to name your trikes Bertha? Because I do. But if you want to get out of the slump of naming your dino, here's 10 new names for you. Deviant. Mittens, Quickfang, Spike, Gorosaurus, Littlefoot, Danny, King Tear, Riff, and Doodles. All right, now we're going to take a look and see what's in that bush. Right, what is in that bush, honey? What you got up in that bush? That doesn't sound right. Anyways, heading to dododex.com, going to the land dinos that start with A. We've done water, we've done air, now we're doing land. So that brings us to the Achatina. So, some tips from the Dodo Ducks. We'll hit that up after I tell you a little bit about the Achatina. And that is going to come from the dossier, the in-game dossier. The species is the Achatina Lemosegnus. And it comes from the time period Holocene. And it's an herbivore and it is a passive temperament. And is found mostly in marshes and jungles. Achatina Lemosegnus is a very slow very non-threatening land mollusk. It might be the simplest creature on the island to hunt, and while it only provides a small amount of meat and chitin, it's an easy meal, and it is always of value on the island. Unlike nearly every other creature on the island, Achatina does not defecate normally. Instead, it secretes a thick, sticky substance. The Achatina leaves trails of the slime, but the trails are so thin that they crumble to dust quickly. Domesticated, there's a very disgusting but useful fact about the Achatina that causes tribes to seek to tame them. Its secretions are chemically similar to the cementing paste, or organic polymer, used by many tribes for building materials Tamed Achatina naturally accumulates the slime over time, which can then be collected at the tribe's convenience. Legend has it that the Achatina can be tamed with a special cake made from harvested crops and resources. And this came from the hard, diligent work of Helena, 
And then, just to let you know how it behaves, Nachitina spends its days slowly moving on its large, muscular foot, leaving a slime trail, and it pays little attention to everything around it as it grazes on small plants and mosses. Achitina is one of the few truly docile creatures on the islands and even on other maps as well, and it will flee, though albeit at a very slow pace, until it is hurt so much that it will hide in its shell. Then its behavior of hiding in its shell is also shared by the Dodicarus. Inside the shell, it cannot be hurt unless a survivor tirelessly tries to break through with a weapon or a tame. Using stone arrows and a firing at the bottom of the shell will do no damage, though you may need a lot of arrows depending on your weapon. This massive snail can be commonly found in moist, damp biomes such as the redwood and the conifer forest swamps, the sanctuary city on extinction, and blue zone on aberration. Scorched earth caves have a high level variant of the Achatina, and the Achatina is noticeably absent from Genesis Part 1 simulation. Oddly enough, and very unlike snails of modern-day Earth, the Agitina of the Arks can occasionally be found submerged in water without drowning. It is not particularly intelligent in the slightest, though it does seem that its gastronomic pleasure of sweet foods like sweet vegetable cakes can be exploited to claim it as a tame. So, speaking of taming, some Dodo Dex users wanted to add their tips and this is coming from the Dododex Taming Achatina, and I have the link in the show notes. After a tame, it collects up to 100 paste, then organic polymer, leave on wander, and come back. Only eats veggie cakes even after you tame it. Easy way to keep them in place is just fill their inventory with stone, and I remember doing that. That was a main thing to do. When, because whenever we would try to make like a little pen with like railings or something, they would somehow like glitch through and then they'd be gone. They Because you have to have them on wander. So if they do get to glitch through whatever little railing you have, because you don't want to have to break something down to get in to get the stuff. So you want it to have easy access that you could reach it, but also that they're not going to run away. So to stop them from doing that, we would have them on Wander, but we would fill their inventory with stone. So I do remember that. That's definitely, and it's cool to see that these are up-to-date tips so that that hasn't changed in my absence, hopefully. So then for feeding, put the cake in a tr- in the trough and they will stay in place and alive, making you, re- making you resources the whole time. And another tip from dododex.com users, you can just kidnap a few and they'll drop paste on the ground, which you can then pick up without having to tame them. And I needed to add to that tip this. You will have to collect it though before the cementing taste despawns. The cementing paste despawns because if you didn't tame the achatina, you can find that gray area like this user said, pick it up and trap it, and just while they're you know organically walking around untamed, they will drop the substance, the cementing paste, but it will disappear. So you're gonna have to get it. And then two, if you did not know this, if you take an animal out of its biome and then bring it to like your house, every time I log back in, that that dino has despawned. 
you know, like my tribe member Mossy had put a sheep in uh, outside of our taming area once and it just, it was gone obviously by the next day because it wasn't from the biome we lived in. So that is definitely something to keep in mind. If you don't have access to fruitcake creation yet, but you have a dino that can just swoop down, grab one, and put it in a makeshift wandering area for wild ones, that'll be a quick fix, but definitely not a permanent fix. And then there are two mobile arc tips. You can get cakes through the chef station on mobile, so they wanted to add that. And then they also wanted to add a fun fact, the reason why the Achatina drops uh, angler gel on mobile is because Arc Mobile originally wasn't planned to have an ocean. So I don't know how true that is. I didn't research if it wasn't planned to have an ocean, but I wanted to include that tip because if you play Arc on mobile, at least you'll know that the Achatina drops angler gel instead of what we're used to on non-mobile being the cementing paste. So I don't know if it drops both or just one or the other, but they said they wanted to let you know that they also drop angler gel. So there we have it. That is wraps up episode three. Let's shut it down, adventurers. All right, that has been episode three of the Dilo Dispatch Arc 2 Arc Survival Evolve podcast. I have been your host, Harena, and you can join in the discussion by contacting the show on Twitter at Dilo Dispatch. You can email the show at thedilodispatch at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Harena, and you can grab the show notes and all the show info and leave a voicemail at dilodispatch.com. Have a great day. Happy adventures to you. I will see you on episode four. Bye.